welcome to this week's episode of Okie Dokie. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard. So, the content for today's episode, you can tell by reading the title that it's something that's highly debated. I think you can look at the title and be like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Of course there are things that I think the American school system does poorly. I mean, I guess you could take apart anything, right, and find the flaws in it. But I thought I'd give you a little recap of how I thought to talk about this. So I recently just got off of like a five-day weekend. So I go to a Jesuit university, which means that they gave us a bunch of days off for Easter to celebrate and such. And it's one of those breaks where it's not quite long enough to go home if you live pretty far away or if you need to fly. I mean, I know that some people who live in the Midwest or, you know, they would take a flight to go home for the five days or like, you know, go to a trip. But personally, I didn't think it was worth it. I mean, it was kind of expensive to fly home. So I was just in New York on an empty campus. And I had a few of my other friends staying as well, mainly my West Coast friends. They were not going to fly from New York back to California, Seattle, wherever they're from. You know what I mean? So I spent a lot of time by myself, just kind of hanging out around campus and also with my friends that were here. And we had a lovely time together. And I want to say this was two days ago. We all went out to dinner. We got like noodles and stuff. It was really great. And then we went to hang out in one of our friends' room. And we we were pretty bored. When I tell you what activity we were doing, it should reflect the level of boredom we had. We were playing like cahoots for fun. So originally we wanted to play Jackbox. If you don't know what Jackbox is, I think it's by a company, Steam. Don't quote me on that. And it's basically just games that show up on one main screen and then everyone can play on their phones or with another device. And it's really fun. But none of us had Jackbox, nor did we want to pay for it. And I remember one like Christmas maybe, Thanksgiving, something like that, my family and like our friends doing like cahoots because you know trivia it can be fun right and so I was like okay guys like what if we play Kahoot and they're like okay and we were on Kahoot and we found interesting trivias and we spent more time than I think we'd like to admit playing like are you smarter than a fifth grader typed themed Kahoots And don't knock it until you try it, okay? I know we sound like losers, but I'm telling you, it is very fun trivia if you, like, get into it, you know? And it got me thinking, like, wow, for starters, no, I am not smarter than a fifth grader. Like, they'd ask trivia, like, how many meters are in a blank or which of the following states is located here and... You know, just a bunch of general trivia that, like, I feel like we should know the answer to. But besides playing cahoots and going on trivia shows, it's really useless in everyday life, you know? So, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so if I spent all of my elementary school and kind of middle school, maybe potentially even high school education, learning random facts and such, history, science, math, that isn't super, like, appliable, 
what's the point? You know, so I decided to make a list of five things that I think I should have been taught in school, and these are things that I'm still learning, still figuring out, but I'm doing it on my own and outside of school. Okay, so let me just get into this list, and I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Obviously, there are a million things that schools should teach, so I'm only covering five things in this episode. But yes, please do let me know. The first thing that I think schools should start teaching kids when they're pretty young, right, is how to navigate your own emotions. Yeah, let me say it again. We should be learning how to navigate our own emotions. So I'm not saying that I've mastered this skill. Honestly, I don't think you ever can, because emotions are such a tricky thing because you can't really define them. Because being happy means something different to every single person. Now, yes, happiness is a positive emotion with positive connotations. But we all experience it differently. Same thing with emotions like sadness, anger, etc. It's all different, person to person. So I think schools should teach kids th- that, like, a there are differences between everyone's emotions, and b healthy coping mechanisms. So if you are feeling really frustrated, maybe you're feeling defeated, unmotivated. How can you cope with it? How can you process it? Because I think a lot of people fall into really unhealthy coping mechanisms, like substance abuse, simply just not addressing it, bottling it up. You know, that's <laughs> it's not like that's gonna explode and backfire on you one day. No, not at all. Or just turning to just other unhealthy things. So I think coping mechanisms is a big one. Additionally, I didn't know about this term until my senior year in high school when I was doing research into emotions and such for a school project, and it is the idea of emotional first aid. And I learned about this from a psychologist named Guy Winch. You can look him up; he's pretty famous. I mean, he's doing well for himself. I think he's published like three books, and he has. Over like twelve million views on his TED talks, and he gives the idea that take take a small child for instance. I don't know, maybe like a seven year old, right? And this seven year old is brushing their teeth, and maybe they're trying to reach for something, and they fall and they slip and they get a cut. Yeah, they're crying, they're upset, but most seven year olds know. Okay, I'm hurt. I'm bleeding. I need to go get a bandage, maybe wash my hands, clean this up, and I'm gonna be okay. Now that's a physical injury, and we all know how to handle physical injuries. But what about emotional injuries that we incur? Things like rejection, failure, insecurities. Those are all emotional injuries that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Even if it's on small terms, like if you're like, "Hey, so and so, you want to get lunch with me today?" Ah,、uh, no, I can't. I got this, right? Yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but it's still a rejection. And by human nature, I believe that rejection hurts. 
even just not, you don't even need to take it to an extreme, just small amounts of rejection, they kind of hurt and they can pile up over time. So learning how to take care of those emotional injuries that you incur on your everyday life. Because why don't we treat emotional injuries like physical ones? Maybe it's because we can't physically see them. But yeah, just just some food for thought, right? And this kind of carries over into the second thing that I think we should better be taught in school or teach children is how to navigate relationships. And this isn't even speaking of strictly romantic relationships. This can be just friendships, relationships between a parent and a child, employer and an employee, just any type of interpersonal relationship that you have with another human being. So under the category of navigating relationships, I would say I think we should teach people, once again, I'm disclaiming, I'm not perfect at any of these things. I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about, but this is just my opinion. I think we should teach active listening with another person. And by active listening, I mean really understanding what someone is saying. I'm sure you've all had conversations with someone where you can tell their head is just other other places. It's just, it's not really in what you're speaking about. Maybe they're looking around, they're not being attentive. So active listening is just showing that you're truly listening to the other person. Nodding your head, keeping eye contact, not going on your phone or looking at other distractions, that type of thing. And this kind of just plays into, as well, really enacting the golden rule. And I'm sure we're all taught the golden rule when we're kids, but it seems that sometimes we forget it as we grow older. The golden rule is just treat others how you want to be treated. And that kind of also goes into empathy. So I guess all of these things are very intertwined. But when you're speaking... You want someone to also be listening to you and truly engaging and respond thoughtfully, you know? And that's just, yeah, I mean, I don't really think I need to say anything else about it. Another thing, too, in this category would be personal boundaries. Learning how to respectfully say for yourself, Hi, I need any time after 8 p.m. for myself at night. I need to read, do my own little nighttime routine, and I really need you to respect that. I still love you as a person, as a friend, partner, whatever, but I do need this time for myself. Learning how to identify your own personal boundaries, set them, and know how to respect other people's is a huge thing. And that kind of also just goes into like, being able to spot emotional manipulation. When is someone not being truthful with you? When is it to the point where they're not respecting you and they're not respecting your boundaries? Yeah. Okay, I feel like I really threw a bunch of things under navigating relationships, but I think they're all really important things that I think we should be taught. The third thing that I think the school education system fails to properly articulate is basic finances and life skills, okay? It was just tax day. (laughs) Does anyone confidently say that they really think they know how to do their taxes? Probably not. Tax day is such a, oh, I don't want to do this. 
type day because no one really knows what the Fraggle Fork they're doing. And I think we should be taught those things. And yes, you could just pick up a book or take a class on it yourself. But taxes aren't one of those things where you're really like, oh yes, I'm going to go read my tax book. That doesn't really happen. So I think it should be built into curriculum to kind of force people to be educated. And by life skills, I just mean like money management, know how to do the basic cooking, know how to do things like sew and iron, right? Not just, this isn't the friggin' 1800s anymore where women do household things. I think everyone should know how to sew. I mean, I have a cute little story. So one of my friends, I don't know if he wants his name said, Um, So I'm just going to call him Highlighter. So Highlighter is one of my friends here at college. He's super sweet. And he has these plaid pajama pants that he absolutely loves, right? And since he loves them, he wears them all the time. And if you wear something all the time, it's eventually going to wear down. So he had a hole in his favorite pajama pants. And he was like, yo, Elena, I remember you saying that you have a mini sewing kit. Do you think you could sew up my pants for me? And I was like, yes, of course I can. But even better, I'll teach you how to sew yourself. And so one night, we all hung out. I hung out with Highlighter and his roommate. We could call him Penn. So me, Highlighter, and Pen were hanging out, and I just brought over my mini sewing kit. I brought over from fabric, some fabric scraps, and I taught them how to sew. I literally, I'm not even great at sewing. I can do the basics, like patch a simple hole, and I think that's all you need to really know in life. And they both loved it, especially Highlighter. He was so interested in it, and he found it really fun, which I thought was cool. And weeks later, after I'd sewn it up, obviously the pajama pants ripped again and there was a new hole. And But instead, they were like, we got it, Elena. We don't need your help. The two guys figured out how to sew it up on their own. I don't know. They patched it up and I was like, good job. That's your basic life skills at work. The fourth thing that I think we should be learning is that there are different types of success. And what I mean by this is, have you ever heard of the theory that there are multiple intelligences? Like some people have straight book smarts, so that's just academic, right? I think that's what most people think of when they hear, oh, someone, oh, they're so smart. They think book smart, academics, right? But I also think there's street smarts, there's emotional smarts, music, art. Maybe you're a specific type of academic smart. Maybe you're really good at math or you're an amazing writer. You know, I think too many times we get caught up in one type of success. Like, oh yeah, he's a big hedge fund manager and blah, 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 suits nine to five, blah, 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 makes a lot of money. But there's different types of success. We don't need to always measure success in the same way. And why this is important to teach young kids is that there is something good about everyone. Everyone has some type of strength. And if you can learn what your type of strength is, you can channel it for your own type of success. 
So my favorite types of projects when I was in high school and even now in college are the types where teachers gave you a plethora of options to complete the project. They would say, you know, you can either write a paper, you can make your own little iMovie about it, you can give a presentation, you can make a visual poster board, or you can do like an interactive game or something. I think those are the best type of projects because there is something in there for every type of person and what their personal strengths are. You love being creative and making movies or interacting with others? That's perfect! You can make a movie, you can do an interactive game, or maybe you're more introverted and you prefer to do art. Perfect! Make the poster on your own. Or if you're just a classical, let me, let me write and grind this shit out, you can just write the paper. So there are multiple ways to be successful and everyone has their own strengths. And everyone has a different form of intelligence, you know? I think this is a great way to not only encourage all types of students, but also bolster people's self-esteem, you know? You are good at something. You just need to figure out what it is. Last thing on this list, but it's definitely not the least of all of them, is I think that I wish I had learned more about this. I know a lot of my friends or other people I know wish they learned about this. So I feel like we should be taught more about puberty, our bodies, and sex education. Yeah, these are all things that kind of fall in that category of Ooh, let me just shy away from that. I mean, it's kind of awkward, you know. I know that especially talking about sex education can be a very interesting topic depending on how you're taught it. But I think these are all things that are crazy important, especially when you're going through puberty. I think all of us, when you go through puberty, you kind of just like block it out. You know, you're awkward. You don't know what's going on, you know. All just things we want to block out. So I think if we can better educate people on these topics, one, it won't have such an awkward and I don't want to talk about it type stigma. And two, people can just feel more comfortable about themselves. And who knows, maybe like pregnancy rates and STDs and all that stuff will decrease. And But I just think we need to talk about it more and be better educated on it. Yeah, you feel? You picking up what I'm putting down. Alrighty. So that is going to be it for this week's podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed. Did you agree with me? Did you think I nailed it? Or were you like, hello, miss? You missed a lot of different things that we should be taught and learning about. So please let me know. And as always, I hope that you have a magnificent rest of your week. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye!